0: today and she will speak about the senior thesis. It is, I think, one of our, it's my pride and joy when I talk to parents and and when I go to to visit uh, 8th grade girls and parochial schools and when I go to high school fairs, I always, always talk about the senior thesis. It really sets us apart from the other um, college preps. Lisa has to go to class after after she gives her presentation, so I will talk about the middle school information session after Lisa's presentation and the Q&A session. So mm-hmm. it's all yours, Lisa. Okay, so um, I'm actually gonna take, I know you already have the Oakleaf magazine, and in the Oakleaf magazine, Cecilia Hadley, um, she interviewed me about the thesis, so I'm gonna take a lot from there since I, talk basically what the thesis is there, but I'm gonna add a little bit more. So, first of all, um, I'm gonna talk about how did it all start? Because um, I came to Ocrests in 2011, and um, my first year I taught the seniors, and they did have a paper already in place, a, a research paper that they were doing. And so, after going through that process my first year, Mary, I asked Mary um, if I could start something a little new. Take that. The following paper. participant has entered the conference. Take that paper. Hi. Hi, uh, Doug. Good, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Um, so I thought I would take the idea of this research paper that we were already doing senior year and turn it into the thesis that we know of today. And the reason behind it was because for me personally, I had to write a thesis when I was actually in college, not high school, and it was such a great experience for me um, that I wanted to bring that to my own students. It was transformative. The idea of just going through that whole process of writing step by step, the idea of meeting one-on-one with your professor and getting help and forming that relationship with them. And even today, I'm still with my professor, Dr. Glenn Arbery, who actually came to Oak He was my thesis advisor. So um, there's this relationship <coughs> that, that you develop with your advisor. And um, so Mary, thankfully, she liked that idea. And so we started it um, the next year in 2012. But um, of course, the students were like, what, we have to write a thesis? Oh my gosh, this is gonna be so hard. So of course, there was a lot of resistance in the beginning, even though it really wasn't that much different as far as the workload with what we were doing before the year before, but we kind of like renamed it and um, put it as more of a priority and then introduced another part of it which really made them all scared, the presentation part. So that's really what, um, what they were worried about. Um, and then the first years, when we were starting, we didn't present to the whole entire school. At first, we just did it within the classroom and we invited parents to come to the classroom. So that's how it all began. So um, just defining what is the thesis, um, I went back to um, the definition that my college professor gave me when they're talking about the thesis. I went to a small liberal arts college, Thomas More College in Merrimack, New Hampshire, and um, one of my professors said, okay, the purpose of the thesis is you're taking a stand. You finally have gone through this great education and now it's your, tor- your turn to kind of show what have you learned. Um, put all the things that you've learned together and then show it to us through the paper and then also through the presentation. So, Um, this idea of taking a stand is kind of a theme that I carry through with the girls, where, okay, not only are they going to do the research, read all of the articles, and get ready for the writing process, but it's trying to bring all those things together to come up with your own idea, that you're joining the community of the great scholars and thinkers and Writers and you're reading everything that they did um, For your particular topic and then you're adding to it with your with your own ideas. So that's kind of the goal um, Behind this idea of taking a stand then um, Maybe just to say a little bit about the the process so um, Of course, you know, we want to get them ready for college and we're preparing them with these writing skills and presentation skills. Um, So what I start out with though, um, and actually we've already done it for this year, is I was trying to get them, and every year I'm improving something new. So this year I was like, okay, how can I get the girls to think a little bit more deeply about their topics? How can I get them to figure out what do they want to write about? What do they love? because the really the hardest part of the whole thesis is trying to come up with the idea. Like they actually, even though they have so many loves and they wouldn't say like they don't love something, but they need something to get them going, thinking about it, like right, what do I wanna spend a whole year or half a year writing about? What, I mean, they kind of get intimidated just by the idea of it in the beginning, so. Um, so what I do, um, this was a little bit new this year because I, every year I'm like what can I do to help them and so this year I had this book and it was called um, the great ideas of Western civilization Mortimer Adler he's a great liberal arts thinker from Chicago University of Chicago and so I photocopied the table of contents which had um, these great ideas which is family love knowledge language education ethics politics economics law justice, liberty, equality, war, peace, history, art, philosophy, health, science, math, nature, the cosmos, religion. So um, it's just these big overarching topics so that right away usually they're like, okay, I can narrow it down to maybe this one or that one. So they do this brainstorming activity um, and they pick one of these big topics and then they can either list out or free write depending on you know, what they like better, to just get ideas. What books do you like that have to do with these ideas? What have you read before that have to do with the I- these ideas? What have you learned at Oak that has to do with these ideas? And so um, it worked out, this first time I did it in this way, and it worked out really well because they um, had a little bit more of a focus, like, okay, I, w- I know that I really love the topic of family. So I know that I wanna do something about fathers. So what kind of fathers have I read about? Oh, I really love To Kill a Mockingbird and Atticus Finch. Oh, well, maybe I can write about the relationship of fathers and daughters. So it kind of like starts from the big idea and then they go smaller and smaller. And then suddenly they're like. The following participant has entered the conference. Kathleen Anderson. Hi. Um, So. Hi, (laughs) baby. So um, I'm just talking about the process of the thesis. So coming up with the idea is this first step and actually that is the hardest step of um, of the thesis. And now another thing I've been doing um, more intensely is trying to get all the students before they write their thesis proposal to know the best that they can What do they want to write on? And so I've been meeting one-on-one with all the students and just talking it out. So after they do the brainstorming, they bring me their brainstorming and we just talk about it. Okay, well, what about this? And maybe you want to go in that direction. And oh, I have a book for you. Maybe you want to read this. Here's an article. And so just to get that initial thinking going. Then um, before Christmas break, um, they hand me in their thesis proposal and it's just, Initial, I mean, it, yes, it's their topic, but they don't really know what they want to argue until after their research. So it's really hard for the girls in the beginning because they're used to, like, I want to know right away what I'm doing. I want to do it, and then I want it to be over, and I want my grade to be an A. <laughs> so, um, So they're used to just, like, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And I was like, no, it doesn't work like that. You have to first do all the research, read all these articles, maybe re- reread a book that you're gonna write on. And then only after you do all the research process, then you're like, okay, I know what I wanna argue. I wanna argue how important fatherhood is to not only to kill a Mockingbird, but to all of us. Or maybe I wanna take fatherhood and take it another step and say, God the Father Is the most important father, and without that relationship, then these other relationships are not going to work out. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you come up with your idea of what you actually want to argue and support by um, first doing all the research, and it's really hard for them because there's no like magic answer of like this is your topic, they have to come to it on their own. And they don't like the idea of reading things where they're not going to find the answer. So I have to say, like, you might read that whole article and not even use it. And they're like, (gasps) no, it's not wasting your time, though. So trying to convince them, like, it's not wasting your time that each thing that you read, even if you don't even realize it, is going to lead you and lead your mind, lead your heart and your soul to what you're going to write about. And so they just, and I'm like, trust me, it's great now because now, it's so many years later, I can say, like, so many people have done this before you. <laughs> and then seniors who um, or alumni come back and talk to the seniors about their own experience. We've already had Anna Cipollone come in and um, some others that have just dropped in and they come in and they tell them, it's okay, here's some advice. I got through it, here's what I did. And that really helps them, too. And I can say that, too. I have examples. I can actually show them, see, here's a thesis. They did it. They made it. So that trust, when I tell them, like, you just have to trust me that you're going to find your topic by doing all this research, they, I win them over because um, it's happened before. It's this great miracle of being able to write a thesis. Um, so um, just the other steps, um, that really was the most important part for me is the idea, getting to the idea, because really it's the most difficult part. And once they do all their research, the writing is actually much easier. It's really the research and coming up with the idea that's the most difficult part. So um, along the way though, to make sure they're doing the research, um, I have all these little steps. So we do um, note cards and source cards. I know that sounds like old school because it is. Um, but what they do now so they have the option if they want some people do like to have actual index cards where they're taking their notes and keeping track of what sources they're using but of course you could also use the computer there's even computer programs um, like noodle tools where it organizes it all for you these girls are so blessed to have technology compared to and I'm not old but compared to even when I was in college um, Mm -hmm. We had to do everything, you know, the card catalog, and we didn't even have computers yet. I mean, it was, it's amazing what they can do now. So that makes it so much easier to help them organize with um, if they like the computer system. Um, so that's really good. Then we have um, an annotated bibliography. And again, this is like painful for them because it's a kind of like an update. All right, what have you read so far? Um, They do a work cited for their source, um, that one source, and then they tell me um, what was it about, and then is it going to be helpful or not to your thesis? So they're like, what? We have to do work on something that we're not even going to use? And I was like, yes, because the idea behind it, again, is that all your research is not a waste. Everything is leading you to what you're going to write about and so even with this annotated bibliography i say well it's for me i don't know every single thing that you've read so i want to know 10 things that you've read and is it helpful or is it not and if you're not going to actually cite it in your paper you don't have to um later on you don't have to put in your work cited page but you can put it in your bibliography and you can say, look, Mrs. Kenna, I'm amazing. Look at all of these books and articles that I read. So you can still show me like I've done all of this work. Look at all the work I've done. So the annotated bibliography, then we do an informal outline, which really is just like, what are your big ideas that you're gonna try and get across? And this, this is another hard step too. What are you going to argue in your paper? So you have your topic but what do you wanna argue in your paper? Because ultimately, um, the idea of persuading your audience that you've learned something, you want everyone else to think deeply about your topic and be persuaded to whatever you've discovered. And so, this idea of um, the outline is more like, all right, here's what I wanna argue, but then just the big ideas bullet points, um, just um, not getting down into the nitty gritty yet. But then the next step is the formal outline. And here's another really big turning point because if the formal outline isn't good, which means like they have their um, argument and then they have all the ways they're gonna prove that argument, including the research um, and their primary sources. So, they have their primary sources, whether it's literature or a history document like the Federalist Papers. Um, so, they have their primary source, and then um, they also have their research, and they have to organize it before they write the paper. So, the idea is you have to have a skeleton, a roadmap of how you're going to argue, and that's really hard. Um, and that's called the formal outline. And it's the most important step. They should not write unless they have that outline (coughs) really perfect Um, because the paper is not going to be good unless the outline is good Um, because it shows the logic, the progression of their ideas. Um, Okay, then we write two drafts, and um, it's really hard for them to start writing because they feel, even with this outline, they feel intimidated, like, oh, my gosh, I've never written a 13 to 15-page paper. This is so hard so just to get them writing i just say all right why don't you pick one part of your outline so let's say they're going to do to kill a mockingbird and they're going to do pride and prejudice and they're going to talk about the father figure so um, instead of talking about both just pick one part of your paper to kill a mockingbird focus in on that and Just give me half just give me five pages or six pages. Just give me half of your paper Part of your outline and so they're like, okay. Well, I think I can do that because um, they've written um, a Five-page paper a six page paper before so once they get going and they see like oh I'm breaking up this longer paper into smaller parts. They, f- they feel like all right. I can manage this I can do this and so they hand in that first draft and again, what's great, um, just to bring it back to the advisor again and the importance of the advisor. So obviously I have you know, 33 seniors and so to read all these things, which I do, um, but I can't give that intense reading um, for every single one. So the thesis advisors are so important because they're the ones that are working one-on-one, meeting every month or more, depending on the needs of the student um, meeting with them, reading their outlines, reading their drafts, giving them that one-on-one support. Of course, I meet with them too, but I have many of them. So to have um, every girl having a thesis advisor that they can meet with anytime. time, um, they have to meet with them once a month, it's um, part of the grade, but to have them there supporting me is also important because the papers are better if they have someone else besides me reading their papers and giving them advice. Um, So I forgot to um, mention that, emphasize that. Um, So finally, they do their second draft when they pull it all together. And that I do grade intensely because then they can see before they hand in their final, okay, what am I missing? Whether it be like you need more research, you didn't analyze this well, whatever it is, the organization, Um, so we talk about hand back those drafts, talk about those drafts. Then they do um, the final portfolio, which I can pass these around. But um, what is really good about this project is that um, in a very rare case, the final paper is not the grade. It's part of the grade, big part of the grade. But I give a grade for everything. So they save everything they've done the whole entire year And they give me, um, they actually have to fill out forms when they meet with their thesis advisor so that I know what they talked about. Um, And they have a record of it too, so that they can go back to it. If it was some sort of really amazing advice, they have a record of it. So they give me all their advisor forms. They give me their annotated bibliography, even though I've already graded it, I wanna see it again all together. Their outline, their first draft, their second draft, their final draft, their work cited, their bibliography. If they want, so those are the things they have to have. And then I say, if you want to include, you met with your advisor more times, include that in there. You want to include your research. You're just like, well, here's some, here's a great article I read, or here are my notes. They don't have to hand in the notes. Here are my notes, because I just want you to see that I did so much more research than I um, was required to do. So this is their way, I say, of showing off. You want to show off and say, like, here is my final project, Mrs. Kenna. This is all the work that I did. And then that way, maybe they're not the most amazing writer, but they've worked so hard putting this all together, doing all their research, meeting with your advisor. And so I want to reward them um, for this long process, doing all the work, you know, using their computer time well, not getting off track going to um, in the past we've had um, speakers come in um, this year um, since we have um, this wonderful teacher. I don't know if you've met her yet, but Dr. Zamora, she's a Spanish teacher but um, she also taught English and she just wrote her dissertation and so she's fresh with having to do all this research so she kind of like gave them this inspirational talk of you can do it if I can write this. And she actually brought in her dissertation and it was like crazy long, um, you know, like a thousand pages or something. And so she's like, you can write a 13 to 15 page paper. <laughs> so she did a, a really great job with just like, you can do it, you can do it. Um, Cause they need that all the way through like, don't give up, I know it's senior year. Um, so I'm gonna pass these around and you can just look at them and just get an idea um, of what they've done. And then, um, let me see. So let me just say really fast, let me see, I I know I'm kind of running out of time here. But um, let me just talk a little bit about um, what they get out of it. So after putting this all together, doing all of that, um, oh, then let me just say the presentation real quick. So the presentation part is actually in some ways easy. They don't believe me when I'm telling them this. But it's easy in the sense that they are so excited to share with everybody what they've learned because they've just spent all this time on this topic. So now it's actually hard for them because in one sense because they're like, oh my gosh, I have to condense all of this into an eight to 10 minute talk. I can't do it. I want to tell them everything. And so I'm like, no, 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 you, uh, I know you know everything, you're the expert now, but Put it in a way that the ninth graders can understand it. Put it in a way that the 10th graders can understand it. So think of your audience, your parents, maybe they don't even know anything about your topic. So think about um, a way to communicate your topic and your argument in a very simple way and give some highlights. Here's what my argument was, here's my primary source, here's a few things, um, a few arguments for how I proved that argument. so they really enjoy the presentation part. Even if they're really afraid of the presenting, they are able to get over it because they love what they're doing and they're excited about sharing it with um, their classmates. And then also because they don't all necessarily get to hear what one another – because I have two classes of seniors, so they don't necessarily get to hear the other class and what they're writing about. So they hear what their classmates – classmates are presenting on um, and can support them of course and then um, to have the whole school everyone is invited and everyone the teachers bring their classes and what's really great about that is that's why now when the seniors come to me they want to write the thesis this is like a little miracle (laughs) because um, as I told you in the beginning they're like what we're writing a thesis and now they're like We've been thinking about our project since ninth grade um, and so they've um, viewed you know these seniors as ninth graders presenting their thesis and now it's something that they're looking forward to and that they've been thinking about all through high school because every year they're coming to the thesis presentations um, so that's really for me the most important thing and even the parents, because of course, the parents at first were like, why are you making my child suffer and go through all of this? And they're complaining all the time at home and we can't stand this. Oh, Anyway, so um, they get really, they were getting really upset because their girls were really upset. And so um, now, of course, they're still suffering and complaining, but now the parents are on my side and they're like, yes, We've seen the fruit of the thesis. We know that this is a good thing. We see that um, now these girls are graduating from college, not only getting through college and doing an amazing job, but then graduating and going and doing all these amazing things. And they're all coming back and they're saying the thesis was one of the most important things that I did at Oak and how much it had helped them. Um, So, I think the only other thing I wanted to say is maybe um, the idea that they are ready for college but let me just read this quote this quotation f- um, from Oakleaf because this kind of says it all um, so this is one student who she just wrote this in an email to me when she um, went off to college and she says my professor has pulled me aside several times because he was impressed with my writing. Essays and the thesis were definitely a challenge for me in juniors, junior year and last year, but you prepared me well for the types of assignments I'm getting here. Tell your seniors not to complain about any assignments for your class or the thesis. Those experiences have set me way ahead of my classmates. So I read that, of course, to my seniors. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, <laughs> it's so great. Um, and then hopefully, if you haven't, I won't read it out loud to you, but um, it's pretty powerful what um, the two seniors last year who won the award, Anna Rita and Caroline Ortiz, and what they say about the thesis, you're just like, oh my goodness, they're, they're incredible. I mean, what they wrote about and the depth, I don't, have you, can I just say, am, is that okay if I tell you, uh, just super fast? Um, so Anna Rita I'm just going to write, tell you about her topic, what she wrote about. She says, um, My thesis was an analysis of crime and punishment from the perspective of Catholic theology and philosophy. The character Raskolnikov is a man of any time. He tries to ignore the physical reality of his sins and believes he can transcend his body and become pure spirit, free from moral commitment. However, the union of body and soul are essential to human nature and are meant to lead man to a greater power, God. Um, So that's Anna Rita. And then um, Caroline, um, she says, essentially I wanted to explore the connections between the philosophy of beauty and the history of second wave.